0: Welcome in to another edition of the IdahoSports.com PrepCast, presented by Steve's hometown Toyota in Ontario. I'm your host, Brandon Bainey, and we've got a great PrepCast lined up for you today. We're going to talk to Sandpoint tennis coach Kent Anderson, the Bulldog boys and girls, looking pretty impressive so far up north. We'll then switch over to the baseball diamond, where the Malad Dragons are off to an 8-0 start this year. We'll talk to their head coach, Bo Clark. Now, usually I would open up the prep cast by giving you some quick hitters of what's going on around the state of Idaho in terms of spring sports, whether that's, you know, softball, tennis, golf, baseball, track and field, what have you. Well, we've got a new feature on our website, IdahoSports.com, where you can now see every Monday morning, it's the Idaho Sports Honor Roll, and every Monday morning, we will, uh, Cultivate and and put together the best highlights from the week that was in our spring sports athletics. So, for example, this past Monday, our very first edition of the idahosports.com honor roll was posted, and we had highlights from golf, tennis, track and field, baseball, and softball all in one neat place for you. So, it's kind of your catch all if you missed out on the week that was. We highlight some of the top performances, and if you feel like we missed on a player or an athlete. Or you want to give us a submission for the Idaho Sports Honor Roll, all you have to do is email me, Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. So new feature there, the IdahoSports.com Honor Roll. And that will also save us a little bit of time here on the prep cast because I know you don't want to hear me talk. You want to hear what our coaches and guests have to say. So... Without further ado, before we get to Sandpoint Tennis Coach Kent Anderson and Malad Baseball Coach Bo Clark, I want to let you know that the PrepCast is presented by Steve's Hometown Toyota in Ontario, where for the 18th straight year, they've been named Toyota's President's Award winner for Outstanding Customer Service. Don't forget to check out Steve's Hometown Chevrolet, Buick GMC in Fruitland, and Steve's Hometown Motors in Weiser. The Steve's Hometown Dealerships, proud to support the Hometown Student Athletes as sponsor of the PrepCast here on idahosports.com without further ado sandpoint tennis coach kent anderson up first here on the idahosports.com prepcast joining us now on the idahosports.com prepcast head boys and girls tennis coach from sandpoint high school kent anderson thanks for joining us kent how long have you been the tennis coach at sandpoint high
1: this is year 13 unbelievably
0: yeah, and I, I know you're very involved in, in the tennis community up there, not just at the high school level, but at the younger levels as well. A question I have to ask yeah. all our spring sports this time of year is: How's the weather been cooperating?
1: Uh, honestly, it's been the best, the best spring we've ever had. I mean, we haven't missed one practice outside. Started February 26th outside, and it's it's been every day, so it's been just wonderful.
0: I was going to say you've been able to get a lot of competition under your belt, uh, so far. Tell us a little bit about this, the schedule you've played and, and how your team has done so far.
1: Uh, we started out the season, uh, after, after 10 days of practice, we did a, a tournament, just a small. Tournament. Uh, we're a four a school. They're both five a, um, and we, we tied core lane, lost to Lewiston really in a close match. Um, but it was kind of more like a friendly match. Um, so uh, since then we've played uh, uh, three more 5A schools and won all of them. Um, we have our first big match with a 4A school, our big competitor Moscow, on our today actually at two at o'clock. So, uh, yeah, we're we're actually on, on a pretty good roll. We've beat post balls twice and um. Uh, and Lake City. So pretty big programs.
0: Yeah, it's pretty impressive that you've come out and, and competed so well against those 5A schools, especially considering there was a pretty lengthy layoff because you weren't really able to have a season last year because of COVID-19. How yeah. how did that impact the program at Sandpoint High?
1: Well, negatively for sure, but at the same time, uh, we had a uh, an experienced team. We didn't graduate any uh seniors in 2020 so we we come back on the boys side with with uh with uh now seven seniors but uh they're all they're all pretty stayed motivated they played through the winter um i i did some coaching uh you know all winter long actually we played outdoors here in sandpoint all winter all 12 months um it's just been an incredible year so um uh the kids have hit a lot of balls and we our girls were in a rebuilding program. We had, we lost almost our entire team in 2020 to graduation. And, uh, the girls are, they're, they're strong stress the guys. I mean, they're really playing well. So yeah, let's, uh, we were able to get up.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some of those girls, uh, com- varsity competitors that you have this season. Who's really stood out?
1: Well, our our number one doubles team is is our it's our our, our two and three player on our challenge ladder, and uh, they're undefeated this year. And they've their their last match at post they won 0 and um, They they rarely give up any games, and uh, I'm 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 really happy for them. I'm really surprised. I just wasn't expecting this, but they're uh, they're animals, and they they attacked in that, and they just kind of played doubles correctly. Uh, they might they might be going against better players at times, but they just do it right. So um, they've been great. Uh, my number one player uh, is a ninth grader, uh, Neva Rzeszka, and uh, she's lost a couple matches this year. They've all been really close, but for a ninth grader at number one, going against you know top level five A kids, uh, she's been she's been real impressive too. I think in the four A district, she's got a good chance of winning it.
0: In terms of a coaching philosophy, I know some coaches say, "Okay, you're singles, you're doubles, and that's the way it is." Some coaches like to experiment and move players around. Where where do you fit in?
1: I'm kind of I, I like to experiment a little bit. Um, I think uh, I think doubles helps your singles game, and singles helps your doubles game. So I kind of move them around a little bit, and and I look for chemistry. It's really not having, if you want your best doubles team, it's not necessarily your best two players. It's, it's the chemistry that that's the first thing. And, uh, so I have to move them around, but, uh, we're starting to get pretty close to how we want to appear at state and our districts in state.
0: Now I asked that because I saw when you competed against Lake city, uh, last week, you actually took on the boys side, your top two singles players and put them as your number one doubles team. And then your number three singles player bumped up to number one and everybody got wins.
1: Yeah. Um, My top three guys are all pretty even, um, which is a great spot to be in. Actually my top four guys are all pretty even. Um, But yeah, my, my one and two players uh, played all winter together and they really get along well. And they thought, gosh, maybe we should try dubs and, and they're loving it. So it, it's kind of looking like they might uh, stay there. They played uh, a little match with a couple of buddies of mine who are, who are top level hitters yesterday, played three sets with them and they split and ended up losing, but that's a really good sign because these guys are good. So
0: yeah, that number one doubles team, Josh Embry and Christian story. So I was, that was going to be my next question is, do you, do you see them settling into that number one doubles? As, as
1: of right now, uh, based on what they're saying, and, I, and they're senior captains, I let them kind of do what they want. Uh, and based on on what they're saying, they'd like to go over the season together. So uh, today will be a good a good test because against Moscow, um, they'll really know where they're gonna where they're gonna land in a district tournament type situation. Because I think Moscow's the, got the the best doubles team that we're gonna face. So. Yeah, it'll yes. be interesting. But I think they'll stay together. They're tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned the, the district and it's pretty small. It's it's Sandpoint, Moscow, and Lakeland. How do you see that district kind of uh taking shape this season?
1: Um I know I know Lakeland has a couple new kids um that transferred in that that are good players. I'm familiar with them. Um other than that, I'm not sure what they've got going down there. We haven't played them yet. We're going to play them in about a week. Um, Moscow, same thing. And you know, we haven't seen anyone for a year uh, because of COVID. So, not sure what they've got. I'm pretty familiar, maybe, with a couple kids. I don't think they graduated, but they'll have a. The top of their their team will be will be. They're always tough. I mean, they're uh It'll be it'll be really fun to see today, but I'm not just not sure what what we're walking into.
0: And then in terms of uh, the district being small, that also impacts the amount of players that get to move on to state, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. We, we only, uh, only two singles players make it to state the winner and the runner up and two doubles players or yeah, two doubles teams and two uh, mixed doubles teams. So, yeah, but yes. I, I think we look pretty good in all of the spots and he'll, you know, I am I always go in real confident, maybe overconfident, but uh, I think Sandpoint is going to do pretty well.
0: And that was going to be my question is, is if you guys are able to have some success at districts, I mean, what sort of impact do you think Sandpoint could have on the state level in terms of 4A? Um,
1: you know, I, I don't want. OK, so I, I like to be positive. I don't like to be negative, but I, I just with a rebuilding year for the girls, I, I can't see them going real deep at state. Um, but you never know. We got a, we got a fairly long season left, you know, to improve the guys, uh, Josh and Christian, they can make some noise at state. They, they, they're hitters. They, they can, they can really rip it. Um, in singles, uh, I think, uh, Charlie Johnson at number one, um, has a good chance of, of going deep at state. I don't see, I don't know. I don't necessarily see a state championship, but you know, You never know, but yeah.
0: And it's, it's crazy that we're talking about state when we've got so much regular season ahead of us, but like you said, unusual spring where you've already had a lot of matches. And so, you know, it's a good time at least to kind of assess where you're at, who are teams or, or individuals that you're looking at statewide that are good. I mean, like you said, it's been almost two years since anybody was able to compete, but are there schools that you're keeping an eye on from the other districts?
1: See, I'm, I'm this is where I'm a really bad coach. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't really sat down yet and and studied what other teams are doing like in the Boise area, but it's always the Boise teams that we have to beat. I mean, that's, 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 those are the guys we got to go through. Um, uh, Bishop Kelly is always tough and uh, we can't wait to take on Bishop Kelly, but uh, you know, that's, that's, that's who you know that's who we're we're looking at i guess mostly but yeah well i'll have to i'll 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 do that in a couple of weeks i'll start studying those guys yeah. cuz they're they're doing the same thing as we are they're kind of mixing stuff up we don't know where anyone's playing yet
0: right yeah so uh in terms of what's coming up on the schedule you're starting district matches are are there other matches on your schedule outside of the district that you've kind of circled and said this will be good competition for our players
1: um lewiston is is their boys team is really strong and and our boys team is strong and i you know i their coach sandy and i are friends and and uh uh we want to play each other a lot so we've played each other once we're going to play play two more times against lewiston for sure and probably a, a probably a fourth time um just because we want to go against each other but um with covid and everything the way things have worked we're doing less traveling um washington doesn't have any tennis yet uh so we've, we we had matches against the washington schools and the inland, inland empire tournament that's been all canceled so uh, our matches are going to be repeat matches with uh, the 5A schools in Lane, and uh and then the Lew- and Lewiston. so it's just going to be kind of a lot of a lot of similar faces in in match after match but there's nothing wrong with that either i kind of like not traveling quite as much of course lewiston's a trip but right but
0: the competition is worth the trip sounds yeah
1: and they and i'm making them come up here so it's also so it's that
0: yeah well i was going to ask you uh losing those washington schools i i imagine uh some of those washington state programs are pretty talented year in year out does it give your program a good look
1: yeah, we 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 have our we we play Mead every year. Um, Mead's always one of the top teams in the in the state of Washington, and we really look forward to that one. And uh, we usually don't come out on the top of that one, but sometimes we have. And uh, this year would have been just really fun to play those guys, but unfortunately, not going to happen. But uh, yeah, and then the end of Empire tournament's just. You know that's a real bummer to miss that. But I can't remember how many teams in at fifty. Yeah. Um, and we see everyone at that, so that that's a tough one to lose too. But whatever, we'll get it next year. Yep.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully next season we'll have the regular schedule back in in force, but also this wonderful weather that we're getting this year. Right? If you get both of those combined, it'd be a pretty good season.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's been really fun. I mean, we're out there. We we get out of school early. This year, because of COVID, we're so our practices start at one fifteen, and we're out there till six every single day. And it's just it's I mean, th- these kids have hit so many more balls than any team I've ever had at, up to this point, and that's why they're getting better. Because the other teams are undoubtedly doing pretty, kind of the same thing, so everyone's getting better. So shit, the state tournament this year, there'll be some hitters. It'll be really good.
0: We're looking forward to it. Kent Anderson, head tennis coach at Sandpoint High School. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck against Moscow and, and throughout the rest of the season as well. We'll be keeping an eye on you guys up there. Thanks for checking in, Brandon. Once again, that was Sandpoint boys and girls tennis coach Kent Anderson joining us on the PrepCast. We caught up to Coach Anderson prior to Sandpoint's dual matchup with Moscow earlier this week, and by the way, no problems there. Sandpoint defeated Moscow 8-2. to So the Bulldogs off and running in the tennis ranks. Another team that has been sizzling out of the gate is the Malad Dragons baseball program. The Dragons, an 8-0 start, ranked in the top five in the 2A baseball coaches poll. And their head coach is Bo Clark. We had a chance to sit down with Coach Clark earlier this week. Joined now on the IdahoSports.com prepcast by Bo Clark, head coach of the Malad Dragons baseball program. Coach Clark, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about your squad. You're off to an 8-0 start, a lot of early season, non-district competition, but you have to be pleased with the way your team has responded right out of the gates.
2: Yeah, um, usually defense and pitching are kind of slow to start the season, but ours have been ours have been pretty good. We've had our lapses here and there, but uh, overall, I think they've they've uh, played really well.
0: Tell me a little bit about, because the this, this season was essentially wiped out because of COVID-19 last year. So how many guys did you have returning from that, that squad two seasons ago? I have my, uh, oh,
2: from two seasons
0: ago? Yeah.
2: Most of these guys uh, played uh, JV two seasons ago, but they were on that Legion team that ended up winning district that summer. Uh, so, and as, as you know, with Legion, we compete against all those bigger schools.
0: Yeah. How important was the, the Legion baseball season in keeping your guys together and, and getting reps and getting ready for the high school competition?
2: Very important. I, I think that's one of the keys
0: on why, uh, these seniors have developed so much. So t- tell us a little bit about who some of the key players have been, who, who stepped up in terms of leadership this year.
2: Um, Leadership, you know, they've all been pretty good about that. Um, uh, Peyton Briggs, uh, he's our team captain. Uh, he's he's really stepped up big as far as pitching and uh, that goes. They've all pitched pretty well. I would say that uh, Grady Combs and, and Tanner Olson have probably started off pitching the best. But, uh, you know, as well as I do, as the season goes on, other guys are going to catch fire and, and throw well, too.
0: Yes, yeah, Let's talk about Peyton Briggs a little bit because he had an interesting game last week against yeah. Leighton Christian uh, from Utah. So kind of take us through what happened there with, with uh, Briggs. So we played him two days before that, and
2: um, it, I pulled most of my uh, seniors out in the first inning uh, because we were kind of overwhelming them. Uh, and so I thought, you know, I'm going to pitch a kid who doesn't pitch. And that's the first time he's pitched in high school. And he ended up throwing a perfect game.
0: How, I mean, what was the reaction like when that happened?
2: Um, it, they didn't want to get overexcited just because, you know, the other team that's over there that's been struggling and been 10-2 uh, games in a row. But uh, he knew the whole time that he had a perfect game going. And the, play, the players were talking about it in the dugout. And I'm old school, so I'm like, I'm not even talking to this kid, you know. So I didn't talk to him the whole game. But it was yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So uh, how did the conversation go? So uh, you didn't go into the game knowing that uh, he would start on the mound pitching. Did you?
2: No. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he was going to start pitching. Uh, We were just kind of goofing around. I thought, you know, let's not let's not throw one of the regular pitchers. Um, They've all got a little bit of work. Let's see if we've got somebody else in here that can uh,
0: throw for us and found another guy that can throw. Now, did you ask for a volunteer and he stepped up or did you did you have Peyton? I up? knew
2: he'd thrown um, in travel ball uh, years before, before high school. Um, him and my center fielder, Traven Ward, was going to be the next guy up. Um, and he kept bugging me all game long. When are you going to put me in, coach? And I'm like, I'm putting you in with the perfect game going.
0: <laughs> okay, so the question now is, is that an ace up your sleeve that you can use later in the season or is uh, Peyton Briggs going to retire from pitching on oh.
2: I definitely think that's something that might come back later in the season. Um, he's got different stuff than the other guys. Um, he relies more on pitch movement um, and
0: changing speeds.
2: Uh, doesn't, he doesn't throw as hard as the other guys, but sometimes that guy is effective.
0: Yeah, and did I see he, he tried a couple of knuckleballs? Yeah, football. a couple
2: of knuckleballs. They didn't do much. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, that, that depends on so many other elements, right? Like the wind yeah. and things like that. Okay, so um let's talk about that pitching staff. How deep do you go? How how deep does it does a team that wants well, to I've get got to my go.
2: four main starters from last year back. Um and then I've got a junior that he didn't play last year cuz he was recovering from a blown out knee and he's been pretty impressive too. Pitches he pitches to contact, but he gets a lot of
0: weak contact. Quick outs. So, uh Your junior wouldn't have been available last year anyways, recovering from injury. The season was wiped out anyways. Okay. Um, Let's talk about uh, hitting. How's the lineup looking?
2: You know, pretty strong, top to bottom. Uh, It's cold weather, so you're not going to get a lot of bombs hit. You know, I'm not a big on coaching for the home run ball anyway because that's not predictable. Uh, They're a good contact hitting team. Uh, Hit a lot of line drives. Not afraid to go the other way.
0: So your team is 8-0. You've played up in terms of competition. You've played American Falls. You've played Shelly. How do you feel the level of competition has been for your team so far? You
2: know, um, Shelley. you know, we played them second game out, and, and you know, that wasn't, I wouldn't say a, a not comp- competitive team, but uh, we beat them up, and then we played them again up in Shelley, and they, you know, they did their homework and and they played us tough when we played them up there. So that, that was good competition. That's the most my boys have been stressed this year. Um, You know, I was, I was pretty impressed with snake rivers team. We just, we just happened to hit the ball really well that day and, and our pitching held up and, and we were able to finish them off. I know this game, the score was pretty lopsided, but uh, I I thought they were pretty competitive still.
0: How does baseball fit into that spectrum of of playing larger schools in football? It's almost impossible for a smaller team to beat a bigger team because of the numbers involved. In basketball, it's a lot easier because there's less athletes. In baseball, is it common for a 2A school to go compete with 4A, 3A clubs?
2: It's still a little harder. Um, I guess it depends on the clubs you're playing and where they're at. It's hard to get games because it's kind of a lose-lose situation for the bigger teams. You know, you don't want to lose to the smaller school but if you beat them you just beat a smaller school is
0: all so let's talk about your district a little bit it's a small district which means the margin of error is thin as it always is but uh, when you look at uh, the teams in your district how do you see the competition stacking up you know um
2: this is this would have been my second year coaching but I've, i've coached before um in high school as an assistant but uh you know, hard to know because I didn't really see these guys during Legion. I was more involved with the younger Legion team, the B team last year than, than the A team. I still watched them and I'm familiar with my boys, but uh, I didn't get to see some of the other teams. Uh, I didn't get to see Soda Springs. Um, I didn't get to see Bear Lake even. Um, I know Cover can really coach a team up over there in Bear Lake. Um, so it's a little bit unknown. I'm also, you know, scoreboard watching, seeing who they've played. Um, and how they've done against competition that we're going to face.
0: So last year was your first season as the head baseball coach. Yeah. Okay, so to, tell me what that was like, because did, did, were you able to get any games in before the season? We were 2-0. Oh,
2: we beat uh, America Falls and Shelly, um, and then got canceled.
0: So for an entire offseason, you had a career-winning percentage of 1,000. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I was joking around all year long. I had the first undefeated season in Milan history for baseball
0: that's funny yeah that's uh i was talking earlier this season to kent howell the coach at uh, marsh valley and they're the defending 3a champs and he said well not really because we we were 0 two last year so i keep reminding our guys that hey we haven't actually done anything yet so right they've got a, some
2: good ball players over there though yeah
0: uh tell me a little bit about the malad program um do you get good turnout do you get uh the the top athletes in the school coming out for baseball
2: for the most part um uh, some of them will do track. We've got one kid doing bowl, Um, one of our freshmen's doing bowl. Um, I think for the most part, you know, M- Lads kind of skewed the direction of being a baseball school, used to be a track school in the spring.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I know uh, the baseball program has had some nice seasons recently. So tell me a little bit about um, the schedule moving forward. Obviously you have all your district games coming up still, but Correct. are there non-conference opponents that you're excited to see as well?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm a Preston boy originally. And so we play them next week. Um, and then we head off to the Glens Ferry tournament and then um, I'm excited to go play in Preston when I get to go there. You know, I don't know if any of my old high school chums are going to be there, but um,
0: it's always fun to go home. That'll be exciting for sure. Now that Glens Ferry tournament uh, is, that's a wood bat tournament, correct? Yes. Now, uh, do you play with wood bats throughout the regular season, or is it aluminum?
2: You know, I have uh, two or three hitters that actually choose to to use wood. Um, the rest of them do aluminum. I don't really care. You know, it's whatever they're comfortable with.
0: And in terms of the competition, um, are you going to see a lot of good two A programs from the other districts at that Glens Ferry tournament?
2: Yeah, I'm excited to see some other teams. Uh, I know we're facing. I think right off right off the bat, we're facing uh, Grangeville. Um, they've got a good program, uh, and then Declo. uh, get to see Glens Ferry and Wendell also.
0: Yeah. You talked about scoreboard watching a little bit within your district. Are you also keeping an eye on statewide, you know, Grangeville's off to a great start, obviously North Orfino looks good. Are you looking at some of the other teams around the state, keeping an eye on them?
2: You kind of have to, you know, if you're not doing your homework, then you're kind of, uh, uh, letting the boys down. Sure. What, what are goals
0: that you've set for your team this year?
2: Um, I tell them this all the time. Yeah. I want to win every game, but, um, uh, you know, being brand new as a head coach, I'm trying to manage the team so that, uh, I can win in May rather than win in March. So that is a goal, obviously a district championship, i obviously doing well at state, uh, especially when States in Pocatello and it's about as close as it's going to get to home.
0: Yeah. How exciting is that? Because Pocatello traditionally isn't isn't one of the sites where where state baseball is held.
2: Well, I think I think it's good. Um, when I first came to town, it was either at, at Napa Christian every year or Orfino. and I think it's good that they're kind of spreading it around.
0: Teams from the east don't have to travel as much, for sure. Yeah, and
2: and then those teams that are good, you know, out there in those areas don't always have a home field advantage on
0: you. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so you talked about uh, managing style now is going to be, you're trying to set yourself up for success in May. Does that mean, you know, pitching wise using? Yeah.
2: So what it means is I really haven't, you know, that first couple weeks of the season, I was trying to get every pitcher in and get them work rather than extend guys. And now I'm trying to get a little bit of length out of my pitchers so that as the season goes on uh, they can last longer in games.
0: And, and despite that different, style of managing that different game plan still haven't lost yet. So that has to be encouraging as well.
2: Well, I think you have to credit uh, a couple of things. The boys, uh, they're, they're, they're really pretty good. Uh, My, my six seniors, I lean on them a lot. Um, They're very experienced players. In fact, I say all the time, they're probably, if it wasn't a COVID year and recruiting wasn't down this year, they could probably all find somewhere to play next year. Uh, But being a COVID year, they're not looking for as many position players in this general area for, you know, the junior colleges and the smaller schools. Um, but I also got a pretty good coaching staff. Garen uh, Atkinson is the Legion A coach, and and uh, he's one of my assistants. Uh, Josh Jensen, he was on the last two state championship teams from LAD. He was their catcher. He's helping us. Uh, uh, Ty Price, he's our girls basketball coach, but he coached JV out in Weezer before he came here. And. And then Billy Peabody, he's kind of been on all the last three coaching staffs, and uh, it's good to, to have a guy like that.
0: Yeah, every coach will tell you you want an assistant coach who's been a head coach somewhere else, some other program. Uh, that must be a nice dynamic to go into the summertime where you have your assistant take over the A program, where they get a, they get a break from you, so to speak. Well, let's
2: not say he's taking it over because he, he was coaching that before I started coaching the high school So
0: I'm kind of taking over for him. Right. Right. It's, it's nice to get that different perspective. Um, right. Once you get to Legion ball, how do all of your guys that play high school, do they all play Legion ball as well? They have,
2: you know, I don't know what this year is going to be like. Cause they're all, uh, the seniors are all graduating. So, you know, they might be too busy with jobs or, you know, getting ready to go off to school or missions, you know, have a lot of kids that go on missions. So, um, you know, the, the, the underclassmen have stepped it up a lot. i my three my three juniors have done really well. I've got five sophomores, and four of them have a lot of experience. In fact, I've got a lot of uh, sibling combinations on the team. Believe it or not.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, can, yeah. can you name them all
2: off? So yeah, Traven and Jaden Ward. They're easy. They're my next door neighbors. Uh, uh, Jaden, not Jaden, uh, Gaden and Grady Combs. They live across the street. Uh, the Evans brothers, John and Vinny. And then you got the Briggs brothers, uh, uh, Peyton and Chase.
0: Wow! So that that adds a, a dynamic, certainly. Yeah, and then also there's cousins and stuff like that on the
2: team too. But it's Milan Everybody's a cousin.
0: <laughs> You're right. Small town athletics. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, Bo Clark, head coach of the Malad Dragons, uh, will certainly be keeping an eye on your team as the season progresses. And hopefully we're sitting down talking a little bit later on in the season as you're getting ready for for a deep postseason run. Very fantastic. All right. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, that was Malad Dragons baseball coach Bo Clark. Uh, A little understated, you know, Malad is a great team, and it's going to be exciting to see how they do once they get into uh, district competition as well. Three-team districts, so it's not like they're going to get into that anytime soon, but between Soda Springs and Bear Lake and Malad, I think it's got a pretty good chance to be a pretty good district there in the 2A ranks. That'll do it for this edition of the IdahoSports.com PrepCast. I'm your host, Brandon Bainey. A couple of reminders before we hit the door here on your weekend. Uh, First of all, all of these coaches' interviews that we do, uh, we are uploading those to our YouTube channel, IdahoSports.com, our YouTube channel. So if you want to see what these coaches look like or you want to see what I look like, and and trust me, there's a reason why I prefer the audio medium as opposed to the video medium, but if you want to see what any of us look like, Or you want to catch just a single interview uh, outside of the PrepCast, all you have to do is go to our IdahoSports.com YouTube channel. That's where we upload all of these coaches' interviews that you hear each and every week right here on the PrepCast. The PrepCast can be found on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And if you're a fan of the PrepCast, do us a favor, please. Rate Review and subscribe to the IdahoSports.com PrepCast, okay? You can give us a a one through five-star rating. Hopefully, it's a five-star rating. (laughs) Hopefully, we're doing all right for you. Um, But you can also give us a review. Uh, That'll help spread the word amongst others. And then if you subscribe or download our podcast, that increases our traffic numbers, which increases Uh, how we're seen in the algorithm with Apple and Spotify and Stitcher and all these great places so again please rate review and subscribe to the IdahoSports.com PrepCast alright that'll do it thanks for listening to this week's edition I'm Brandon Bainey we'll see you back here next week on the IdahoSports.com PrepCast presented by Steve's Hometown Toyota in Ontario